Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Morning again, everybody. One of the most stark verses in all of the Bible is in Paul's letter to the Colossians. It is short and simple and kind of shocking. Paul wrote, you were dead because of your sins. Dead. I was dead? No, wait a second. I've been alive all my life, right? You've been alive all your lives. All all of us have been trying to live the best we can, growing up, going to school, working hard, raising a family, making some mistakes along the way, even some of us getting way off track into some bad thinking or bad behavior at times, but, you know, trying to come around, trying to learn from all that and be a good person. That's being alive, right? Wrong, says Paul. We were alive physically, we are alive physically, but being alive physically is not what Paul is talking about. He is saying we were dead spiritually, that to God we were not alive when we didn't care about faith or ignored Jesus or shoved him aside. As the New Living Translation puts it, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. The message, a paraphrase of Scripture, says it like this. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. The mechanics of it, the how and the why, don't really matter in the end. The fact is we were as good as dead to God. Whether we were practicing sin with abandon or were just too busy to care about spiritual things, Like I heard a guy at a recovery meeting the other day say, I used to drink so I could practice my character defects without a conscience. The big question is, if we were dead to God, why would Jesus come? Why? Why would Jesus do for you what you could not do for yourself since you were incapable of responding to God and maybe sometimes consciously choosing to be that way. Why would he come to someone who was too busy or didn't care or intentionally did not believe like an atheist? Why would he come to someone who had no interest in changing anything because they were capable and successful and self-reliance was working for them? Why would he come to someone 
full of pride and ego, or worse yet, someone full of anger or hate. There is only one answer. It is as short and simple and true as the fact that we were dead to God. 1 John chapter 4, God is love. God loves you. Jesus loves you so powerfully and so personally that he was willing to come and is willing to come in each and every moment that you turn to him for help. He came and he continues to come through his Holy Spirit to make you spiritually alive, to give us clarity and certainty, assurance, wisdom, guidance, hope, because he loves you enough to have died for you. When you realize this in your bone of bones, in your heart of hearts, and I'm talking way, way down, way under the hood, it can be, it should be an epiphany, a sudden realization, a breakthrough, a liberation that changes your life in a second. Or the experience of being completely loved and completely forgiven by God can unfold more slowly, but the epiphany, the life-changing result is the same. As one author put it, newness multiplies, freedom grows, meaning expands, wisdom flows, healing happens, goodness runs wild, whether your epiphany is in a moment or takes years to unfold. Our scriptures today make it clear how to experience your own epiphany and how to keep experiencing it over the days of our lives. First, Jesus could not and did not change lives until he had his own epiphany moment, his own absolute acceptance of the love of God. Our gospel records this at Jesus' baptism. When Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Deep, deep, deep down inside, all of us want and need to hear God say, You are my beloved Son, my beloved daughter, with you I am well pleased. But some of us don't hear this 
sometimes because of hurt or loss or unforgiveness or questions. If you have not had your moment of discovery, of liberation, of epiphany with Jesus as your Savior, or you would like to strengthen or refuel or re-energize this experience of newness, of purpose, of freedom, maybe we could pray right now. If you're open to that, let's do. Father God, we thank you for our blessings, for your love, for your willingness to come. We ask you, Lord, to uh, live in us, be in us as we turn to you. Some maybe for the first time, some maybe again. Or just uh, thank you for your acceptance of us, your love, your grace as Lord and Savior. Refill us, Father, with your Spirit that we may continue our epiphany, our breakthrough, our understanding and live it out. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. Next, how do we continue this experience of being with Jesus, of Jesus coming to us and through us in our daily lives? Our readings from Scripture indicate very clear and very certain traits of the personality of Jesus. When we make these traits our own and intentionally share them with others, you and those others, everyone, anyone you encounter, will experience that sense of epiphany, that newness, that freedom, that healing. First, Perhaps the greatest trait of Jesus' heart is compassion. Compassion. Isaiah spoke about it. God said, I will take you by the hand and give you a light to open eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Maybe recall a moment when you were in darkness, an illness, the death of a loved one, a troubling time in marriage, or think of one of those dark times that you may have created yourself with wrong words, wrong actions, decisions. And yet someone is there with you who loves you. 
They take you by the hand. They light the way through your own darkness with encouragement, with healing, with acceptance, forgiveness. Even when you may have put yourself and others in that dark place, this is the compassion of Jesus. A second trait to make our own is reliability, consistency. Reliability, consistency. In our psalm, Jesus said, God is the rock of my salvation. Not because he was giving the right answer in Sunday school, but because Jesus knew and trusted in God's reliability and consistency, his unchanging compassion. Here's what God said in response I will make you my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy, that compassion, will keep you forever and my covenant shall stand fast with you reliability consistency your offspring will endure forever and your throne like the days of heaven Jesus never changes he never stops being compassionate that's why we can enjoy and share life-changing moments of love and service with others. Not just once, but every day of our lives. That recurring epiphany, like when the great symbol of this season, the epiphany moment when the wise men brought their gifts God's compassion opened up life and salvation and a Savior and newness and freedom to them. And they experienced it. If there is one thing that you and the people that you share Jesus' compassion with can rely on, it is that that compassion does not change. Another character trait. One day when my daughter Caroline was about three feet tall, she put her hands on her hips and said, Dad, don't be a hater. And uh, I said, I put my hands on my hips and said, Well, honey, I'm not a hater. But because she's not here today, I can admit that I am a little judgy, right? I'm just a little, a little judgy. It's that, that fascinating equation that happens where, you know, between yourself and, and God and Jesus, hey, uh, he, he came to forgive me. We, we, we love each other. Thank you. I, this is great. But when I think about all those other people out there, 
you know, and whatever they're given over to, they, they just don't get it. Like, well, they're kind of different, or I'm different. Nope. We're all the same in my heart of hearts. In your heart of hearts, we're just like all those folks. They're just like us. Thank God for His compassion. Thank God for His reliability. And thank God for this other trait, this powerful, life-changing trait that makes Epiphany possible. That God shows no partiality. No partiality whatsoever in inviting us or inviting all those people out there. Thank God for this because if God didn't show no partiality, we wouldn't be here. In our reading from Acts, it says, Peter opened his mouth and said, God shows no partiality. Anyone who reveres him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Remember, we were all dead, all of us, until someone invited us to change, invited us to a new understanding, new freedom, liberation, epiphany. That's what Jesus did. That's what someone in our lives did along the way, a grandmother, a friend, whoever, by sharing their experience of Christ, of being loved, of being forgiven, or inviting us to church, or a potluck supper, or however that seed planting that got us here happened. Peter continued saying, you yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. ING verb, continuing, doing good, compassion, consistent, reliable, and continuing, showing no partiality to anyone who was oppressed in any way, to everyone who was dead. That's how we experience epiphany. Our own smaller epiphanies, our own moments of realization, and how others experience those moments of being forgiven and loved and accepted. Compassion. Consistency. Reliability. Being intentional. And showing no partiality. That's what Epiphany is all about. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these encouraging words, Lord. These are not just sentiments. They are facts of our life and our spirituality.
that even though we were dead, you were willing to come and continue to come because you love us. Because your personality, your character is about compassion. It is reliable and consistent. And you show no partiality. You open your love and life to everyone. Father God, I pray that you would inspire and guide each of us to do the same. And give us specific opportunities this day, this evening, this week to share your love with others. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.